Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sundays You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. Cheerful and bouncy. I'm Look not at that you. cheerful. I'm it's not that bouncy. cheerful. It's relative, Jones. It's relative. So I'm off tomorrow on a mini break. You are. It's quite exciting, isn't it? This is my first mini break or break of any kind. Oh, since I would say 2014. And you're where are you going? The Lake District. Oh, so not too far. Nice weather. Taking the puppies. Taking the puppies. I'm yeah. a bit worried about the puppies and water. <laughs> that's the least of your problems we don't want any pooing in restaurants or any any hiding it in the sink or it's always like a, it's always a gamble when i take my dogs on holiday mm-hmm. i remember i took them to this dog friendly hotel in the cotswolds when i was going to go and interview jamie oliver and while i parked my land rover gracie destroyed the dog beds they put in the hotel room and then the next day gracie and minnie escaped and went into the kitchen and ate the sausages you need to do a sweep when you first get there you need to do a sweep remove anything that gracie can eat chew or destroy like and also the problem is that missy the latest collie is a bit incontinent so she is on medication for her incontinence have you requested wooden floors and a mop <laughs> I would just say it's the lake. It's residue from the lake. I put nappies on the on the lambs. You could put a nappy on her. So I'm going for my friend's sixtieth, and um, I'm already a bit worried because she said I've made sure my room is at the opposite end of the chalets from you. So she wants to be as far away from me as possible. Well, that bodes well, doesn't it? <laughs> but to be honest, everyone has been going on and on and on, haven't they, about? not being able to go abroad on holiday and not being able to go to Spain and having to get tested on the way back and everything. I actually me and holidays do not get on. No. No, we've had a few disasters. Mainly men disasters, haven't you, on holidays? It's mainly due to Who's bloody ben? men. Men, men. Oh, not I thought ben, you said men. Ben. I thought yeah, I'd forgotten about him. I was gonna say, is this one I don't know about? No, no, men have sort of like ruined your holidays, haven't they? Well, it's also, it kind of isn't just that. It's, when I go on holidays, I can, I find it very hard to relax and very hard to wind down. So the problem is that I always take myself. And also when I get somewhere, somewhere I'm very, very fussy. So I remember I went to Thailand and I was staying at this lovely hotel, the Leonardo DiCaprio suite. Um, he wasn't there. And I didn't like the sort of grass between the hotel and the beach. That's how fussy I am. But you're am. taking an incontinent dog, so you're going to have to relax your standards, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you're going with a woman, so you should have a laugh. It should be a nice girl thing. Just relax, throw your keys on the side, leave your knickers on the floor, just 
be normal. Then I don't I don't really like going abroad because I'm always worried about missing the plane on the way back. When I, I went on holiday, I hired a villa in Tuscany just after my dad died, so it would have been about 97. And I spent the first two days of the holiday in my hire car. I kept going the wrong way round roundabouts in Italy and there were all these people waving at me. I went the wrong way around the roundabouts. You the, drive back. The first two <laughs> days I spent going back to the airport so that I knew I could get back to the airport. I did a dry run twice. I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to go to abroad and drive. Never. I'm never going to do it because I have no idea what side of the road I should be in, how to turn into a turning. And that people are maniacs. In Turkey, when I visited my mum, they're maniacs. I'm no, in India in they're maniacs car. as well. In India they're yeah. maniacs. Well, when I was in India and we were driving, and there was all the cows and that walking along the road, and I was screaming at the driver, slow down, Mind the slow cow. down, man, the cows. And he was just like weaving in and out from. I literally, I aged about twenty. I mean, I was going to a spa thing, and they needed to resurrect me when I got there because I was so panicking about the bloody cows. But even on my honeymoon, I said to my new husband. When we go on a honeymoon, you've got to drive because I'm exhausted and I've got really painful shoulders and I'm not going to drive. So we get to Seville in Spain and we go to the desk, the Hertz thing to hire the car. And they say that his driving licence is too new for him to be able to drive. So I still had to drive, even though I told him he had to drive. He hadn't passed his test long enough. And it was all these mountainous things. And you oh know my dear. driving, I'm terrible. Oh dear, but that's what you get for praying on a little cub, isn't it? That's <laughs> what you get, isn't it? You have to do the driving when you're a cougar going after a cub, as he says. Poetic <laughs> 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 justice. He was the trophy. Yeah, yeah. He was the trophy. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he even fit in the car. We had a lot of comments on Twitter about him being the trophy, didn't we? No one did we? Yeah, no one was that jealous of your trophy. (laughs) (laughs) They said you could give him back. (laughs) We're going to get an archive here. They're very useful, the archives, aren't they, when I've got the You're mixing it up as well. We're going archive first. I went on this holiday in 2014. I had not long come out of Big Brother and I'd bought a new car, which was all a bit mad, really, and going on holiday with two girlfriends and my then boyfriend because I'd just been sacked. So it was it was kind of a bit sort of bizarre, really. So I went on holiday to this villa in the south of France with my friend Isabel and my friend Dawn and my boyfriend. And even before we got there, we were, we were in, this is why I hate holidays. This is why I hate renting from people. I prefer hotels to... <laughs> no, I've got to be honest, I'm only interested in hotels. Yeah. I want someone to cook, no, someone to clean. No, we rented this from nah. obviously very rich people who don't have to live in their own houses. And they sent me the list of instructions. Nah. Do put the bins out on a kit. They're at Nilla. Do not feed the tortoise. Get the cushions in every night on the patio, otherwise they might get dew on them. And I sent them an email back saying I thought I was supposed to be on holiday. Yeah, it sounds more like a concentration camp. No, I'm not doing it, not doing it. I want staff. I want staff. If they're that fussy, why do they rent their second homes out to members of the public? You couldn't do it, could you? You know you could not 
like rent something out. You couldn't be a landlady. You no, because rent. I am too fastidious. Yeah, exactly. So just don't do it. Just don't do it. But the list of instructions, and then we get there. I spend the first two days. This is why I don't like holidays. You see. I spent the first two days being an wrong. IT expert for my boyfriend who wanted to connect the iTunes on his phone to his pre-war speakers. The two were never going to speak to each other, but I spent two days doing that. I couldn't watch EastEnders. Just say no. No. The no. garden was too prickly. It was very prickly. What was she doing? What was she doing? Rolling round on the floor the whole time. But it was all full of sort of the cacti and stuff. See, I don't like prickly plants, so I didn't like the garden. I was very worried about the tortoise. I spent the whole time worried about is the tortoise all right? Is the tortoise? We kept looking at it and giving it water. We weren't allowed to feed the tortoise. No, the tortoise would stress me. It would. Then. It always turns into work, my holidays. So I'm always hunting for the internet. Where's the internet? When can I, where's my copy? Where's my letter? Oh, I need to file the internet. You know that scene in the first Sex and the City film where they go on Carrie's honeymoon and Miranda gets to the hotel in Mexico and she goes, have you got Wi-Fi? Have you got Wi-Fi? That's me. That's me. <coughs> yeah. So I'm looking, looking for the internet. So my mad friend said, oh, well... Brigitte Bardot lives in Saint-Tropez. We should go and find her. So, so you can do an interview with her and maybe she'll model my new collection of clothes. I said, well, she's in a wheelchair. I mean, she could try. <laughs> so we go off, all of us, this motley crew. Hunting down this poor woman. Hunting down Brigitte Bardot's house, which we found because there was this house with lots of dog water bowls outside. So we thought that's got to be her. Aww. But we couldn't get into the grounds because there was these big gates. So my friend Isabel wrote her a from note. From people like your friend. <laughs> she needs protection from people like me, yeah. So Isabel had this grand idea of writing a note to Bishop Bardot on a piece of paper in French. She, there was no letterbox to put it through, so she wrapped it round a rock and lobbed it over the gates at Bishop Bardot's house. I feel like I'm in a scene from Pretty Woman. And then... Eventually, Brigitte Bardot did ring on the mobile that Isabel gave her and she said, I thought someone was trying to stone me because <laughs> there were these rocks being thrown at her house and Isabel said, oh, yeah, that was us. Can you imagine if it went through and hit her on the head and killed we her? You kill killed Brigitte, Brigitte Bardot. In her wheelchair. That would be so bad. That would, be, that would really be bad. And then it, it was awful weather. Whenever I go on holiday, it's awful weather. <clears throat> We went to a restaurant and the food was awful and I started speaking Spanish because I got confused which country I was in. <laughs> but I got two columns out of it. You see, it's always work, It's always isn't about it? the column. It's always work. It is. It is. So this, this column is from 2014 and the heading is Why Me and Holidays Don't Mix. <laughs> Very original. <laughs> The French Riviera Part 1. I should get one of those series on TV, shouldn't I, where they travel me around places. I was going to say, how many parts are there? <laughs> <laughs> so we drove there. We didn't get a plane. We drove. God knows why. Why? why? I don't know why. Whose stupid idea It was, was Isabel's that? idea. It wasn't my idea. It's a really stupid idea. Because I go round roundabouts the wrong way when I'm abroad. Yeah. Part 1. <laughs> even before we set off he got on my nerves 
I'd pack my Globetrotter case carefully while he just piled loads of cardies, complete with hangers, into the boot, which meant there was no room to have the roof down. Throughout the journey, he kept wanting to stop to buy tobacco. But we had a laugh. At one point, he was talking about us going to visit his parents in Inverness, and he said, There's a lovely hotel near my parents. That's where we're going to get married. I ignored him but I kept smiling during the 12-hour drive. We finally arrived at the modernist villa overlooking the bay. Dawn and Isabel were already in situ, but they left the master suite with its private terrace to the smug couple, i.e. me and my boyfriend. Oh, that's nice. It is, isn't it? That's really nice. I wouldn't have done that. I don't no, but the downside to all of that was that Isabel had a lovely room and Dawn had a lovely room. But then Isabel made such a mess in her room, she made Dawn swap. And also Dawn was assigned the task of getting all the cushions in every night because none of the, any, no one else would do it. So, so when you text me in two days' time saying you have to swap rooms... <laughs> <laughs> he kept smoking in the bedroom... At one point I said, you are worryingly indoors. Because he felt he was outside because he was on the balcony. But I said, no, you're still indoors. That's technically indoors. Mm. Balconies are indoors, aren't they? If there's a breeze, you're buggered, innit? He went and stood on the terrace, sheltering behind a palm tree, wrapped in a duvet, shivering as if he were in the Arctic. I really hate people when you take them on holiday because I paid for it and you get to the south of France, it's a little bit chilly, but they pretend it's the Antarctic. So you're in this lovely place with this lovely And suite. he takes the duvet off the bed, which I'm not happy with. And huddles like a hobbit. Huddles. Huddles. Like a hobbit. Shielding oh. his cigarette as though he's on the top of Everest. <laughs> oh, the romance. I was reminded of another mini break. When I took my ex-husband to Babington House, I booked the attic room with its private terrace and private hot tub and he refused to go out onto the balcony because it was, and I quote, too windy. Was he worried his hair was going to be messed up? I suggested to my boyfriend that on our first day at the Riviera we should drive to the Cap d'Antibes for lunch. It will be us two, he said conspiratorially. You see, he was already getting rid of Dawn and Isabel. Poor Dawn is better off getting rid of him. So I told them we were going to the Hotel du Cap and Dawn said maybe he plans to propose. I bet them 20 euros he wouldn't even book a table because I'm deliberately not going to do it. So I didn't, I left it to him. Did you take a picnic? On the second morning he came down, made himself coffee but didn't ask me what I wanted. Isabel told me she had asked him if he has taken me to the Hotel du Cap for lunch. And he had said, we think it's a bit far. I never said that. I didn't say it was far. I wanted to go there. Well, you would, wouldn't you? But it's a lovely drive along the coast, I said to Isabel. Did you mean far or expensive? Then she said, I asked him if he's going to ask you to get married. You didn't, I said. I did, she said. What did he answer, I asked her. He said, I don't know if she would want to. But that's not an answer. He wants me to make it clear that when it all goes wrong, he can say I forced him into it, like someone else we could mention. Yeah, deja vu. That's what they always do. 
This is like an episode of Love Island. On the third day, I made him wear a... Ri- <laughs> I'm a bit concerned because you broke off a very inopportune moment. On the third day, I made him wear a Sisley Rose face pack. I was trying to improve him. Yeah, because that was going to do it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Thursday, he didn't bring me coffee in bed. On Friday, we drove to Monaco to watch the F1 drivers rehearse for the big race. I said it was noisy. He said it was too hilly. He wore white jeans that were worn out and a creased shirt. He looked like a homeless person. I felt totally mismatched, as though I was his care and the community officer. There had been no mention of lunch at the Hotel View Cap. The sun was shining, so we took the top down on the car, not my top, and we set <laughs> off early. I must try and have a good time. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have a good time? How's the tortoise? <laughs> The morning after Monte Carlo, I found Isabel in the kitchen, packing up the food before we left. So, she said, waving her left hand, did he put a ring on it? No, I said. I wish we'd gone to the Hotel du Cap, that might have prompted him into being more romantic. It turns out they, it turns out the boyfriend had tried to book a table, but it was too late and they were full. Right. I bet once he looked at the prices, he didn't try too hard. Did you get to a burger van or something? We got in my car for the drive home. I'd booked a hotel in Burgundy. It's about halfway up. He wanted to drive, so I let him. Please don't speed, I said. About ten kilometres away from Burgundy, a police van loomed behind us and the siren went off. We had to pull over, then follow them to a service station, which took ages. Round, uh, we went all sorts of places no one else has ever been. Round the roundabouts. <laughs> he had been doing 102 miles an hour. In your lovely new car. In my car. new car. Yeah. They fined him 19 euros on the spot. It all took ages. He didn't say, I'm sorry. He seemed to think it was funny. See, there is a breed of man who thinks anyone in authority is funny. They think it's funny. They think Mm. it's funny to get into trouble. Mm. Have you ever met that sort of man? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Any sort of of authority, they think it's funny. Yeah. No one can tell them what to do because they're their own man. The hotel was lovely, but I was upset. We dressed for dinner, went to the restaurant and sat in the garden. He read the menu. Ah, foie gras, he said. I'm going to have that. I wasn't sure if he was winding me up. You are joking, I said. Cull him. Cull him instantly. No, I've had it before. It was nice, he said. Absolute tosser. I then asked him what his friends think of me. I don't know why I did that. No. It's never a good idea, is it? Well, especially not with him. They're all very left-wing. Yeah. Not going to go well. So I asked him what his female best friend thought of me. And so he said, this is over dinner that I'm paying for and a holiday that I'm paying for. She thinks what you do is frivolous nonsense. Oh, is she a neuroscientist? Oh, really, I said. Editing a magazine, covering earthquakes, famines, writing about the plight of overweight women, elephants, 
Elephants, no, getting they're elephants not the same freed. thing, but that was a separate subject that we're not on elephants. That's nonsense, Don't is it? Don't start another Twitter storm, for God's sake. You're so defensive, he said. Yeah, but if you're attacked, you are going to be defensive, aren't and, you? And actually, go out to dinner and don't be an arse. Do you know what I mean? Just try I'm going to have that made as a T-shirt. Go out to dinner and don't be an arse. Yeah, I think so. we've so. already got the Team Liz T-shirt, have we, from Liz last week. Yeah, yeah. We got on the Euro train in the car. It's quite good going on the train in the car. You stay in the car? You stay in the car, oh. yeah. So, he said, was it make or break? Apparently his friends have said, well, when you go on your first holiday with a girlfriend, it's make or break. Well, I've got two words to say to that, faux gras. Faux gras. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two words. Um, well, neither, I said. Well, now I feel in limbo, he said. It seemed at times you don't even like me, that I annoy you, and that I was ruining your holiday. Yes. So, so I said, all you seem interested in is rolling cigarettes the moment you get up. We got back to my flat, and I ordered a curry. The next day he went home, and I drove to the Dales. I've just received this. I really enjoyed our holiday, despite the weather. He didn't enjoy going off to Bridget Badeau either and send, sending rocks flying. I'm sorry <laughs> you don't feel the same. I cannot help but feel responsible for your disappointment. I feel miserable. I would always love you. <laughs> Is he going to burst into Whitney Houston? I replied, there were a couple of times when I felt you were teasing me or trying to hurt me. Loving someone is more to do with how you behave. It's not just words which are easy. Saying that about my job is not being supportive. And I end the column, maybe I'm just not good at being on holiday. No, it's not you. It's them. It's them. What is wrong with you? You see, with a woman, you can have quite a laugh. Like, lobbing rocks at Bridget Bardot. We were actually... We were in hysterics. We both got so got the giggles, I nearly wet myself. It was really funny. Exactly. And I'm not being funny... But don't apologise afterwards and say you respond. Just be nice, thoughtful, funny and considerate at the time. And don't order faux gras because that makes you an arsehole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just be nice. So me and holidays don't on. really go very well. I don't know why I'm going. Because this time it will be different. Let's do some positivity. You're going with a woman, so you'll have a laugh. There's no stress. You've got your dogs with you. I've still got to write when I get there and find the internet. Where Have you got Wi-Fi? Have you got Wi-Fi? But you do know which way to go round the roundabout in England. Oh, yeah, but I can't go backwards. <laughs> no, never go backwards. Oh, for the love of God, don't go backwards. <laughs> So you look a bit tired this week, man. I am a bit tired. I was out till 7am. I was then out on a Friday night and I got back at 7am. I am officially a dirty stop out. I went to an 80s night. I relived my youth. I don't think you're old enough to say that 80s were your youth. What year were you born? 70, so the 80s were my youth. Yeah, no, because my you were 10. I was 10 through to 20, so that's my teenage formulative years. But, oh, my God, it's so funny, because when you go, like, everyone have else... Have you got any original 80s clothing? No, I have. I've got I've got, I've got, got shoes, and, and I've got a, a, a jumper, and I've got a suit, and I've got trousers that are older than my boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? I have. I've got it. But I got there, and all these 20-year-olds were dressed as Madonna. 
which was absolutely like fingerless gloves and and like but one of them had got confused and she was dressed in this flower power outfit from the 60s which she looked great but it was the wrong era so that was hilarious but there's something quite sobering about being the one that was there originally but i have to say 80s music is definitely the best because even the 20 year olds knew all the words everyone so like, what were they playing then oh baby 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 salt and pepper salt and pepper and oh my god whitney houston want to dance with somebody you know the whole words but every time something come on it was like oh my god rush onto the dance floor so it was such fun whereas we don't know the words of songs now do we no and we certainly won't know the name of a song in 20 years time it just won't happen but I'm pleased to say that I was on the dance floor from start to finish. I outdanced the youngsters, got home at 7am after dropping everyone, and I was sober. I did it all sober, got home, sat down, took my shoes off, and the pain. But I, I feel quite pleased that I outdone all the youngsters. But, ooh, baby, baby. I don't think you count, actually, Nick. I was actually there at the coal face of the 80s. I used to shop in Body Map. In Soho. Yeah, Those outfits are now in the V&A. <laughs> it was all Madonna. It was all... Everyone thinks that... Everyone that's like 20 thinks that it's like Madonna. That's the only 80s fashion. Madonna with a fingerless fishnet gloves. It was such good fun, though. You can read this week's diary in full on the Man on Sunday's You magazine. So what have you been up to this week? Well, the column on Sunday is all about jellyfish. Oh, we've had a few of them. Are we, starting, are we starting with the ex-husband? What's the most common thing I say to you, Nick? Oh, God. Um, move faster. Don't eat that. Um, what, what's Swirly doing? <laughs> Why does everyone hate me? That's you the most do, common you thing. You do say that a lot. You also say that a lot. So it's been a week of jellyfish alerts. Come on then, spill it all out. I went to have my roots dyed as I was about to do a few TV shows about a piece in the Daily Mail. The hairdresser parted my hair and then said, I'm not sure if it's the silver or your hair is thinning. Ouch. Whatever happened to, hi Liz, are you going anywhere nice on holiday? Would you like a glass of wine? Listen, I said backtracking on how big her tip was going to be. I'm postmenopausal, just cover it up. Then I went on a BBC radio programme to talk about my new book and the presenter said, I read about your tour being postponed and I was thinking it was just as well as I can't imagine anyone more shy and introverted. I can't see how you would have done it. Oh, that's supportive. Jellyfish. Supportive, yeah. Okay. Jellyfish. Okay. To coin the words of one of my famous exes, thank you for your support. <laughs> Does it get any better than this? I went on Twitter and posted outrage at a protester, this was in Australia, for punching a police horse. I called them the B word. Yeah, yeah. Someone replied, takes one to know one. So in that ridiculous remark, are they condoning punching a racehorse or are they just completely and utterly... Just being horrible to me. Revolty, yeah. Then on a Sunday, another woman said, have you read Tattletale? They're being very rude about you. 
just what I need to hear on a Sunday morning. Thank you. I'd never heard of that. I'd never heard of that. I told you about it. Yeah, I, I thought it was something else or Digital Spy or something, but yeah. Then someone else tweeted after I wrote in the Daily Mail about wearing an empathy suit to see what it was like to be a very big person. They tweeted, if you really cared about fat people, why haven't you campaigned about them, same as you campaigned for animals? I did campaign about them. I got fired from Marie Claire for campaigning about them, for, for trying to ban skinny models, for putting bigger women, women on the cover. I organised a summit with the Labour government. Another jellyfish. Go on. When I was sat for Marie Claire, I got a very small payoff, which was taxed. And it was dented even further by taking my fiancé to Villa San Michele, this is another bad holiday, overlooking Florence. And he splashed me in the infinity pool. Oh, my God. He must know the rules that that's not acceptable. No one wants to be splashed, do they? I wouldn't want to be the person to Don't splash you. There's I another wouldn't. word that's going to crop up as well, chippy. It's a bit chippy when you're being taken to Villa San Michele in Florence... And just because you're feeling chippy, you splash the woman you're with in the infinity pool. But Don't splash me. Anyone that knows you knows that's going to cause World War Three. Why do but it? It's rude. I wouldn't splash you in a pool. I think it's rude. Hang on a minute. You wouldn't splash me in a pool. You chucked a bucket of water over me in the that snow a, and they that laughed. Was an you laughed. You laughed. <laughs> it seems whatever I do in life, it rebounds. Become editor of a glossy magazine, you think, yeah, I've made it after all those years of hard work. And all you get is grief about costs, redundancies, and how many copies you're selling each month. When I was made columnist of the year last month, we haven't mentioned that yet, have we? Oh, I think you should tell people that, that you've been nominated columnist of the year. I think so. All it did was make me anxious because I was worried about, well, what if I don't win next year? Everyone is horrible to me. Even the man who came to valet my car who I gave a huge tip to last time, came and knocked on my door, clutching his chamois leather, and said, your car's very dirty. Couldn't you have removed the foam from your dog chewing the back seat? No, that's what I'm paying you for. I'm too busy. That's why you have your car cleaned. Even something that's supposed to be nice, like dinner at the Candy Locatelli with an ex-ex, whom you hope will become a nice friend or at least make up the numbers at your funeral, turns into an ordeal. There's never any humility from anyone. No one ever takes my feelings into account. Why didn't the car valet man say, don't worry, cleaning the car is what I'm here for? Or the person on Twitter saying, sorry I post horrible things about you, it's because I'm married to a man who picks his feet. Or sorry I splashed you in the infinity pool when I know you wear contacts and have a morbid fear of drowning. Sorry we couldn't dine on the terrace overlooking the Duomo, as I refused to put on a jacket, but I hate myself for not being good enough for you. You see, that's it. That The reason people jellyfish is because of their own inadequacies. And I know I should rise above it like a merry berry sponge, but it's hard when every day the haters try to make me feel small. I'm my own worst critic. No one could hate me as much as I detest myself. It is horrible, though, when you're trying to be positive or trying to have a nice time or trying to just do something nice and you just kept getting slapped down. It is mean and horrible. I wish people would think before they speak. I really do. But that's, look how horrible people were about my hair. And yeah. But you're going on holiday and you can leave all this jellyfish behind. It does, it does 
make me more in tune with Megan, really, because she gets online abuse. So we are sisters. We are twins. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and that, that's it. They're jealous of your hair because it's like Megan's. Yeah. That's why they criticise So my trolls are like Megan. Minnie's trying to be more guy. So yeah. the dog's going to be like Megan. <laughs> I've you... got a crystal next to my bed, haven't you, I? Given you actually to, do. That was given to me by that mad woman. She said, put the crystal under your mattress, it will get you more men. It hasn't worked. You did. But have you seen, talking of Megan, that her brother is going on a celebrity show as a celebrity? Like, it's what It's not the a hell? celebrity show, Nicola. It's Big Brother. That's what I mean. As a celebrity... Big Brother celebrity, isn't it? Yeah, but you didn't say the words Big Brother. Okay, Big Brother, but as a celebrity. I mean, what the hell? Am I in the Twilight Zone? Am I? Am I in the Twilight Zone? But why zone? haven't they invited me? Well, because you're not as much as a celebrity as, as Thomas Markle Jr. <laughs> I don't think he's seen Megan for about 17 years. I know, it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. But I could go on Celebrity Big Brother VIP as Megan, couldn't but I? But you could... You could... <laughs> And I could take Minnie disguised as a beagle. So sorry to interrupt, Liz, but we have a very important announcement that might just interest your listeners. There's another Mail on Sunday podcast and it could change your life. It's called Medical Minefield. Yes, where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. And that's with me, Barney Kalman, the Mail on Sunday's health editor. And me, Eve Simmons, the deputy health editor. Find us at mailplus.co.uk. Every week, lots of you get in touch telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. still with us they are indeed still with us julie's got in touch and she says wow i've just listened to the latest podcast and like you i'm a massive sex in the city fan and loved your recall for the paris mini break it has and still is my biggest box to be ticked to stay in the carry suite i relive the episodes with you and just wanted to say you brought them totally to life thank you absolutely enjoy the podcast in your column nick you must watch the series sure you won't be disappointed i am going to watch it but i'm going to do it when i can binge it when i can like sit down on the sofa with a big box of chocolates and great load of drink and just sit and binge it because i think it sounds like a binge series and she says p.s liz if that's what you want hope you manage to find real love Ridiculous, inconvenient, consuming, can't live without love. But if not, don't count the days. Make the days count. Enjoy both. Hashtag columnist of the year. That's like being in Love Island, isn't it? Hashtag columnist of the year. Well deserved. I still don't have my winning statue. It's, it hasn't been sent to me yet. But when you do, there'll be a lot of pictures on Twitter. I'm going to tweet lots... myself with it. You are going to tweet. And there'll be lots of comments on the podcast about it. Right, so Annie says, Hi ladies, I've been watching Love Island and thought how fantastic it would be if you two were in there. It would be hilarious. Would you be up for it and what would you be looking for? Love, Annie. So would you? Would you be up for it? They're never going to invite us on Celebrity Love Island, are they? 
I think they should. I think they should invent it though, just for us. They should. Go on. You you up for it though? Well, I wouldn't wear a a thong bikini or one showing my under boob. I don't, I don't have get any that. under boob. I don't get why you would wear something where it looks like your boobs are going to fall. So out they're the not. They're showing cleavage, which is revolting enough. But they're also showing under boob cleavage. But it's literally just elevated by the nipple, isn't it? I mean. It's either going to go up or down if you run. When did when did these under boob bikinis come in fashion? I must have missed that memo. Well, I I honestly when they when they first walked in, I honestly is it looked, just a bikini that's too small for them? That's what I, my initial thing was was oh my god, you think you get a bikini that fits when you're going on? But what would you be looking for then? So we've been invited on, we're going. What would you be looking for? David Gandhi. Oh god. And he might bring his dog because he is a dog lover. I don't think you could bring dogs on. on oh, I'd have to take the collies if I did Celebrity Love Island. Well, that's 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 going to bugger your chances of meeting someone, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> God, <laughs> there'd be there, all the collies would be wrestling and fighting. It'd be, it'd be carnage. It'd be carnage. Weeing. There's the incontinent Missy. That's going to put them on. I'd love it. I'd love it. You don't. You get like an island. You get a swimming pool. You don't have to work. I mean, yeah, but they film your buttocks. I don't care. I'm past caring at my age. It doesn't matter. No one's interested in my buttocks. Who cares? For that sort of like rest and relaxation and food on tap, drink, alcohol, young men to look at, they can feel my buttocks. Who cares? What if people were trolling you with that while you were away and you got back and there were all these tweets saying they didn't like your buttocks? I'd be the one with a free holiday laying there staring at those nice young men, not them. Win every time. Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday, but for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.